Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing tonight? This is Latrice Carter, and you are listening to Horror Movie Warriors. We, uh, this is um, uh, out of the norm for me. I usually do uh, um, uh, 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 episode uh, on, thir- on on Fridays. Thursdays, you know, is, if it's a special occasion. And this week and next week are very special. This is the week before Christmas. And, of course, next week is Christmas. So, of course, you know, uh, I do have special episodes. Now, this episode was not supposed to be. Huh? We uh, This episode was actually supposed to be the first episode um, of season uh, 17. Or it's 16, I'm sorry, season 16. But um, uh, but uh, due to technical difficulties beyond my control, um, it, my whole discussion got deleted. Uh, this discussion is about The Mist. And uh, we had such a great discussion last time, and it just all got deleted, and I was very upset. And I just, I knew that I had to redo it. So tonight is the night that we are redoing it. And I, I, I just thank my guest that, that's on today for doing it again with me. Um, Mr. Uh, Michael Williams is here. Say hello to those. <laughs> and Miss Ingrid Hubert is here. Hey, guys. How you doing? And Miss Constance Goodrich is here. <laughs> and, and and uh in her absence miss tommy west was supposed to be on again too but she is a little bit under the weather today because the weather has no freaking idea what it wants to do so so a lot of us will probably be sick over the christmas season but no no you know what i'm not even going to speak that into existence so, but but yes, we uh but Tommy was was she was on the first discussion, but she's not here tonight. So I do wish her a speedy recovery. Want her to get well soon. But yes, uh listeners, uh we are discussing the mist um today. And um the mist was released back in uh uh back in uh 2007, on um, November 21st, to be exact, 2007. And um, and it stars Thomas Jane, uh, Marsha Gay Harden, and Andre Brower. And it was directed by Frank Darabont. Uh, and he also wrote the screenplay, too. He wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Although Stephen King wrote the short story. I'm sure you guys remember the short story. I actually like the short story a, a little better than the movie. And we'll get into why. Uh, we'll get into why in just a few minutes. But first, I want to know what you guys thought of this movie. Um, Mr. Michael Williams, we'll start with you first, sir. Because I know that you have uh, written articles about The Mist. And so... And so I'm I'm just wondering what your thoughts were about this movie. I I love this movie. Um, every, every time I see it, I appreciate it more and more. There's 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 so much good stuff in there. Um, and, yes. And 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 also 
it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's terrifying as hell. <laughs> um, the, the scenes with the monsters are, are are still just like. <gasps> <laughs> but there's also just so much interesting stuff to think about. Oh, oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. Oh yeah, it's definitely that. a deep kind of movie. You know, it's more than just entertainment. In my in my book, it's more than just entertainment. It's actually a very thought provoking uh, movie. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. I know that's right. And Constance, how about you, huh? What do you think about The Mist? I feel the same way. Every time I watch it, it just gets better and better for me. Like, I appreciate things more than I had when I first watched it. And I notice things that I haven't noticed when watching it other times. So it just brings out right. great for the movie itself. But it is a good watch, even though I think the ending is kind of crap. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that I really love about having to redo this episode was uh, uh, getting to watch it again and and, and uh, taking even more notes and um, yeah. and uh, noticing stuff that you didn't really notice before, you know. And and yeah. I'll get into um, that more as well uh, as we go on during the on the podcast and but what about you miss ingrid how do you feel about the mist i really enjoy the movie i i love it a lot because it 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 takes my imagination especially with those monsters and stuff that in that mist you know and um the story well written you know everything is good until you get to the end Yes, uh, the ending. That is why. Yeah. <laughs> that is why I don't like this movie. I, and, and and to be fair and to be honest, I really did like this movie. Uh, when I when I first saw this movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a good movie." But then the ending happened, and I'm like, yeah. "Really, really? You killed me." You you had me up until this moment. Are you kidding me? No, you don't kill the baby, and then the 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 father has to live with the with the guilt of killing his only child. Are you kidding me? And you think that that's a good ending? Do you know that some people actually like the ending? No, no, no. Scratch that. They love the ending, and I'm like, what's there to love? A, a little boy is dead. <laughs> I'm in the loony bin if that happens. You know? You know I'm in the loony bin. There is no, there is no coming back from that at all. That and survive. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. I, I wouldn't be able to. I would not be able to live with myself. Well, guys, let's let's hop on into the questions. Okay. So, so uh, my first question is, what is your favorite scene? And Constance, we'll go to you first uh, with this question. Uh, what is your favorite scene of The Mist? As much as I come to appreciate her terrors and dread throughout the movie, it's still her getting shot in the freaking face. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
happening and when people would die and it would happen and it happened, yes, I do believe that she knew what was going on. But she was getting through irritating. By the time she got been shot in the face, I just, I, I really clapped my hands. Uh, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. Yeah, you you applauded that. Yes, I I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and Michael, how about you? What what is your favorite scene on the mist? <laughs> and I think we sung to you the last time too. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is um I think the most terrifying scene in the movie is the scene in the drugstore when they're under attack with the with the spiders that, that, that oh the, yeah and a scene with a with a with a stick where the uh, the MP you know falls off the column and he splits open yeah. all the little yeah. so yeah that's 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 pure nightmare fuel there yeah it is. I wouldn't be able to get no sleep at night thinking something like that would happen. Well, you know what I mean? I live, I live right by where it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, that, that's like one of the big terrors. It's like, you know, what's that crawling on me? You know, and you feel those little things on you. Oh, yeah. That just gets me up out of my Oh, my, my fiance hates that. Oh, my gosh. He won't even watch arachnophobia because of that. <laughs> too tingly makes you too <laughs> and Miss Ingrid, what's your favorite scene? My throughout the whole movie is not being able to see what was actually I mean, you've seen some of the monsters, but the one that killed Norm with the tentacles that opened up and sucked the blood and skin off of his body. As he was being drugged out by the other tentacles that were coming in underneath the little garage door thingy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the monsters themselves not knowing, you know, what they were, where they came from, what they looked like in that mist. You don't know what you would come across, you know. So... It, it, you know, like the like the woman that had the, the little the two children at home, and she went out blindly because nobody else would help her to go get her kids. So, in my opinion, you know that you know she had some. You know, she said, you know, screw it, I'm going to get my kids. I don't care what's out there, and that's that. So, not knowing the monsters was one of my most, ooh, I just can't imagine it. I, I can't. It's like Cloverfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, because in Cloverfield, we didn't get to see the, um, we, we didn't really get to see the monster all that much in Cloverfield, did we? Not, not the little creature things. That were horribly in the subway system or wherever they were. But, yeah, that's my take on it. Not knowing. Now, that's creepy. 
Now, I have two favorite scenes. Um, my first favorite scene is um, it, it is actually more of a visual scene than anything, but I thought it was just so beautiful. When uh, David and his family are looking out at the storm and it's, it's yeah. just coming down, but it looked like a picture, didn't it? It looked like a framed yeah. picture. And I, it was just so beautiful. And I said, my God, that um, I, I love this. I love the way that they did that. But you see the reflections in, 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 the, in the glass? Yes, yes. It just looks so, so beautiful. I can't, there's not even another word to describe it. But my other favorite part is actually, um, uh, to me, it was one of the very, it was, one of the very pivotal um, parts of the movie when um, the mob had formed and they had um, killed, um, I want to say his name was Jessup. I think that was Jessup. They had uh, turned on him because they thought that he was the one, he was a part of the people who brought these things on. And I like that part because it shows you how how fast a mob mentality can can form and how they can actually get you know they they um if somebody is brainwashing you to believe a thing and you just it, it, and because you don't have a foundation on uh, on, on to stand on you're going to believe, you know, whatever somebody says. And, right. and even even though, like, like you said, uh, Connie, uh, uh, she, she was right. But the way that she used it was totally wrong. And we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into more, to more of that as the podcast goes on, too. So a lot of this stuff we're, we're going to get into, guys. We're just going to... Lord, we are going to get into it. Listeners, keep listening. Keep listening, listeners. (laughs) So, but uh, so what was your least favorite scene? Uh, Miss Ingrid, we'll we'll, um, go to you first for this one. What was your least favorite scene? Well, Miss Comedy, you know how she did, uh, she warped the the way she transmitted her message about what was going on around them, like the end of time, you know, instead of having fire, you know, you got the mist, you know, so, you know, God is bringing down the rain on you because you're doing things you ain't supposed to be doing, like the the, the military were doing with that, that, uh, uh, Air, Arrowhead Project, mm-hmm. and um, she she was right about everything. She was, but she was really distorting and 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 making people really, you know, turn. Like you said, they just turned. Some of them did, and there was there's a group that that was level headed, and then you have the group. That's not level-headed, you know. So, so you always want to have that mixture where you got somebody that's trying to cause 
all kinds of problems using religion to get through to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I mean, okay, I, I agree she was right about stuff, but it, she just got out of hand with it. And it was the you way know. that she used it. Yeah. Because some abuse. people do use religion as a weapon, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Constance, what was your least favorite scene? Just, it, just the entire, the entire scene with Jesus and that grocery store. The entirety of it all. I mean, instead of coming together to figure stuff out and come up with an effective plan, you have people separating due to, again, the fact that she was like, I'm right. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. But I'm I'm right, you're wrong. And if you aren't with me, then you're against me. And it kind of got me angry because. She started talking about sacrificing the children, and I'm like, no, yeah. that's not what you need to be doing. No. Why? Right. You know? Yep. So that's why she was losing her mind. Distorted. Distortion. Exactly. Well, Distortion. It's like when the characters did say they're they're like, what? She's like town crazy anyway, so don't listen to her. But then they wind up listening to her. <laughs> but then they wind up listening to her. Go figure. <laughs> and Michael, what was your least favorite scene? Oh gosh. Well, you know, first of all, I just I just wanna I just wanna pause for a moment to remember that poor biker dude because he just really didn't do much in this movie other than sacrifice himself to the group. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, I, you know, my my least favorite scene is um, oh gosh, um, well one of the things that um that, that I've heard Stephen King say is that um to him one of the scariest things in the world is is whatever group of people get together and and they do that divide and they split up and they have you know and, uh, how does he how does he put it it's like when one group has the power to inflict its crazy ideas on the other. And that's, you know, that's the heart yes. of this. Right. You know, and, right. and um, you know, Stephen King does not love mankind. Um, and, and a lot, and that comes out a lot in the, in the mist about how, how, how terrible we are, not to ourselves, but to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so well, there's a lot of, so it's, it's interesting that we were talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Because that, I think that that's really powerful. Um, that when we, when, you know, when we fail to work together, you know, that's when we're we, we go to the place where the monsters live. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, we weaken ourselves. Truly, mm-hmm. we weaken ourselves when we do that. When yeah. we when we divide ourselves from each other, we don't we don't see it at the time, but we do. We weaken ourselves. When we divide, yeah, it's like the story of the sticks. When you got one stick, it breaks, but when you put three and four of them together, they're stronger and they bond. Yep, you know, yep. 
Or one of my favorite analogies now is, um, and I, I saw this on, on a movie that I saw earlier this week, uh, the, the fist, you know, uh, the mother was telling her kids that, you know, you know, when your fingers wiggle, you know, they're all over the place. But when you make a fist, they're together and nobody can break that fist. You know, and I said that that's true. That is so that is good. You know, that is good. And it's the truth. You know, we have got to be as one. We have got to work as one. I always say the devil uh, wants us divided because he knows that if he divides us, then we won't be able to defeat him. That's right. Because how can we defeat somebody who, when we're not even together, we're not united. You know, it's that, you know, it's that old saying, um, what's that saying? Um, United, we stand, divided, we fall. (laughs) That, I mean, that's the truth. It's the truth. But, but, but people would rather argue over the most stupidest things. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But, um. Um, my least favorite part is, well, it's no secret that my least favorite part is the end. <laughs> I, the end yeah. to me just, yeah, uh, I hate it. But I also have another um, least favorite part. Um, I didn't like the part when the lady who left the kid, and I think, Miss Ingrid, I think you um, said that you actually liked that part. But, but I didn't like the part uh, when the lady who left the kids her, left her kids alone, went out into the mist. And it's not because, uh, you know, um, because it wasn't a well-played um, scene, because it really was. It, it really it, it is. A, a, the actress who, who did that, was, she is really, really good. As a matter of fact, um, I think her name is Melissa something, and she's on The Walking Dead. And a, a lot, actually, a lot of the people who um, played in this movie is on The Walking Dead. But uh, so it it wasn't her performance or anything. It was just the fact that a mother could leave her eight-year-old child with a baby. And especially knowing that that eight-year-old child sometimes forgets that she's supposed to be watching her little brother. You know, I, I was as a mom, I, as a mom, as a mom, I understood both. I understood her wanting to go and protect her babies. But I um I didn't understand why she would leave them to begin with. So that was my least favorite thing. Okay, so now we go on to who is your favorite character? Uh uh Mike, I have to go to you first with this question. Who is your favorite character? <laughs> um well, well 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 first of all I really love Toby Jones, but 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 you know the character I love the most is Mrs. Carmody, the, 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 the crazy town <laughs> yeah. who, who actually turns out to be an honest-to-God prophet of, 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 of I, mean, she, I mean, she is just, she is just so perfect. I mean, the, the performance is fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, she, she was good at it. But, you know, it's like I, I started thinking about, I, I started thinking about her 
as a prophet. And I, and I did a little bit of research about, like, you know, what does a prophet do? What's their job? And, and one of the sources that I went to said right away, well, the, the first thing a prophet does is to upset the status quo. You know, and that's what she did was, you know, she, you know, she, right away, she's like, you know, I, you guys are, you guys don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. You know, I mean, she's the one that's, that's, that's saying that, you know, God's going to smite you and yeah. this is how he's going to do it unless you yeah. start to give him what he wants. And, you know, and everybody, I mean, nobody likes that. Nobody, nobody wants to be somebody to tell them that you're doing everything wrong. Oh, and you yeah, have to go most definitely. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I, I have to kind of respect her for that. And that, you know, she was a really hateful character, um, but she was, you know, she was doing her job. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think she was demented at all. I, I, I think she was, I think she was right on. Um, yeah, the other I, thing I, is I really like, I, I got that part. I, I, I agree with you with that one, but I just say that when she held that knife in her hand, that, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, that part. <laughs> and when she went at the sacrifice, somebody shows up at your work and said, at, at, at your church and says, "You guys are doing everything wrong." You're not gonna love them. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna want to throw them back out the door. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that but, is um, the, the truth. Other character that I, that I really want to mention that I really really love a lot was um was Ollie, you know Toby Jones. I mean, he was just—he was like this, this sweet guy, but he was also so powerful. Yeah. 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 Powerful he was. He was. He was calm. He was reasonable. And, mm-hmm. and at the end, he's the one that shot Mrs. Carmody so they could get out of the store. Yes. And yeah. And what happens to him as soon as he shoots her? He gets healed. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. <laughs> and that was—that was the thing that cemented it for me. That cemented Miss Carmody as a prophet for me was like, oh my God, he's being punished for killing her. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it could, it could look like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Constance, who was your um, favorite character? was underappreciated too on uh, Constance. My favorite character, uh, uh, Miss I- Irene Repler. I really liked her. I, I loved her. I loved her character. She was like the grandma. You know, she was, she was like the grandma of the group. 
and and C two, C two, just like Ali was the voice of reason. Right. You know. So I I, I just loved her. I loved her. And uh, who was your least favorite character? Uh, Castes will go to you first. for him at all when he called when he called uh david uh, uh the p word i don't want to say it on the air guys this is a christian horror podcast after all <laughs> but when he called david the p word i said okay you get what you deserve little boy uh-uh nope go ahead and when the cracking <laughs> when the Kraken came in and took them, I said, good riddance. I, listen, you get what you deserve. You're calling somebody a name and he's trying to help you out. Bye. <laughs> yep, no sympathy. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was your least favorite character, Connie. Uh, okay, Miss Ingrid, who was your least favorite character? Well, I have to say, uh, what is his name? I always get his name messed up. Was it Horton or? Uh, Norton. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one where the tree broke down his his yep the storm he, tree that that he told him to take down for several <laughs> years didn't take down the storm broke it just being an ornery or artery how you say that word ornery that's what he was being yeah I mean he he rude you know taking him to court you know for you know, whatever it was they were arguing about or, or having disagreements about. Yeah, I don't think know. they really got into it, but I think they spoke a little bit about what they were going through with him, but they didn't really go into it. Yeah, you could feel the tension, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, and I, I just didn't like the way that he kind of, he had like a cup condescending attitude you know like you know talking to back down at him because of the fact that they had some legal ramifications going on before and then he said he'll do it again you know you know and then I'm like man you're in the middle of Armageddon right now what the heck does that have to do with anything nothing <laughs> We're trying to get the heck out of here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel you. Down, 
I feel you. Right. Amen. <laughs> and Michael, how about you, sir? Uh, who is your least favorite um, character? I can't. I, I don't remember his name, but um, he was he was the um, the 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 old handyman guy who was you know encouraging Norm to go out there on the deck. And, yeah, know, yeah. I forget his oh, name too. I know his uh, real name is William something. <laughs> William yeah. Sattler. That's his real name, William yeah, Sattler. Yeah, William but I forget William. his name in the movie. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Jim. Yes, uh, there we go, Jim. Jim. Yep. Right yeah. There we go. Um, I mean, he was, you know, he 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 represented, the, you know, the, the absolute worst. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, yes. you know, like first of all, you, the first time you see him is he's like. He's being like, oh no, I know what's going on, and it's, it's creating damage. And then, you know, he immediately, you know, he immediately switches coats and like goes to the toxic side. Yes, you know. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like, you know. first he didn't believe, and then he totally switched and just started believing everything. Yeah. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had to pull that word up. It means um, blood sacrifice. Yeah, blood expiation. Yeah, as a matter of fact, then he was the one who killed um Jessup, wasn't he? He was the one that I, got the mob to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, he. I, think Jessup, I mean, Jessup got stabbed by the butcher. But oh, was, okay, you know, okay. I th- I I wasn't for sure who it was. of the world we live in is um is we're always looking for somebody that we that that we can punch down on you know to make ourselves to make ourselves seem taller Mm -hmm. and and and, and i mean that's probably one of the reasons why i I hate him so much is because he reminds me so much of of the way i i have been in the past where i just you know i'd come in and i'd meet a group of people and i'd immediately think well who's the one that i can push down so everybody else will think i'm better Right, right. Right. Yeah, and Michael, that is so you know that's so good that you know that uh, that used to be you, you know, and and I I appreciate that that's not you anymore. I love that. (laughs) Right. Thank you. I've been blessed. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Uh, My number five question is. Um, of course, my deep question, how do you think the mist pertains to the Bible? And I'll go first um, for this one, guys. Um, in my opinion, Mrs. Comedy, um, while she didn't twist the Bible, she she was speaking truth. She was. Uh, um, but it was the way she said it. It was the way she did it. Um, And she came out of the Old Testament. Now, see, any Christian knows uh, that we are now 
and the uh, we are children of grace, which means that we no longer have to sacrifice anybody or anything because Christ paid it all for us. Yes, he did. He paid it all for us. Our debts are, are have been paid because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So and and but and and this is why I say that she wasn't wrong because she it was in the old, old testament there was a blood sacrifice meant to be given. Yeah. But see, this is what I think. I think that it wasn't that Mrs. Comedy didn't know her word because she did. For me, she knew for me, it was for me, it was the other people didn't know theirs. Because if somebody was to say to her, um, excuse me, Jesus Christ came and he paid it all for our sins. We do not have to sacrifice this little boy. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can see the Father, God, but through him. If somebody was to stand up to her with that, uh, they they probably would have been able to defeat the Antichrist because that to me what is was Miss 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 uh, Mrs. Cameron. To me, she was the Antichrist because she did not follow Jesus. Heck, I don't even think she followed God because God when when. When God told um, Moses to kill him, to kill his, was it Moses or no, no, it was Abraham. Abraham, yes, it was Abraham. When he told Abraham to kill his son, yeah, 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 we sure did. I think we sure did. And, and you know, when when he told Abraham to kill his son. He, uh, and Abraham was about to do it, but God said, no, 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 no. It was just a test. Don't kill your son. There's a ram in the bush. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so if somebody would have stood up to Mrs. Camerody with the word, with the true word of God, because I tell you what, it, 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 you know, if all of this happened for real and I was in the grocery store, you know, uh, I would have been on my, I would have been on my phone reading my Bible because, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have a Bible in my, in my purse per se, but I do have my phone and my phone and your phone, you know, you Google, you can Google all types of things. So I would have Googled a Bible and just would have been reading my word and, and, and I, if I hear somebody spooling this, I, I could be like, okay, no, Jesus is the way, you know, the, right. these monsters, no, I, I'm not afraid of them because Jesus got me, but I'm not going to te- test or tempt fate either. But, you know, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, it, that's that's my opinion on it. That's my take. And as a matter of fact, I do have a couple of scriptures. Second uh, Corinthians um, 11, 13 to 15 says, For such are false apostles, 
uh, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself uh, uh, transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transforms themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Right. So, you know, that's just, that's my opinion. And then um, there is also another um, uh, verse that I have written down. First uh, John 4 and 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You know, see, the devil has a tendency to twist everything. And when I say everything, he will twist the most purest thing out there. That, that's, that's just what he does. That's just what he does. He twists everything. And so that, that, that's just my opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion on anything, on everything. Uh, listeners, I do want to say that, that you know, I, I don't mean to, um, to try to convert you guys or anything like that. I'm just speaking the word of God. And, you know, I, I, one, of my, one of my passions in life is Jesus. You know, uh, besides the horror movies, <laughs> I love Jesus Christ. And I just, um, and his grace is sufficient, guys. His grace, his mercy, his love, his loving kindness is very sufficient. And I just thank him so very much. And, uh, and, and that's, that's all I have to say about that. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Michael, what is your take on this? Now, you don't have to, um, I do want to put this out here, Michael. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Uh, but um, uh, what is your opinion on how it pertains to the Bible? Sorry, Michael. Um, but one of the things that um, that I, I wanted to say 
Um, about that, oh, I got it. It just fell out of my head. Damn. Are, oh, I hate when that happens. I don't like when that happens. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> um, um, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? The religion, the mess. Um, talked about the abject. Talked about the, the need for the sacrifice. Oh, okay. This is the, the this is going to be my final point. Although I, I could talk for another hour if you want me to. <laughs> um, is that um? Is that to me the the, the the underlying message of the mist, both from Stephen King and from Frank Darabont, is not the scariest. Is not what is the most frightening thing in the universe. Is not the the man's inhumanity to other men. And it's not the monsters that that, that 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 we create or that we invite into our lives. It's it's the God that created all of this stuff. Right. He's, he's that is the most frightening thing in the universe. And and the mist is we got a really good good view of what that that cruel, violent Old Testament. You said it earlier, Latrice. That yeah. Old Testament style God. Uh, you know, you read the Old Testament. You read Leviticus, and um, it's, I mean, going to church was like, you were you were practically bathing in blood back then. You know, yeah. they, were kill, they were killing animals, they were throwing the blood all around the temple, and, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, and I, and I think that's real important to, to remember, you know, that on the other side of the abject, we have that grace that, that, that Latrice was talking about, you know, um, yeah. and, and, but, but they, they didn't get there you know, through good intentions, they got, you know, they had to get through, through work and through sacrifice, you know? Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough movie to, when you it look is. at it that way. It is. Um, it is. And, and it's, and it's really challenging to, to, to get into the fact that, you know, as, as a human, as mortals, we don't know, we don't understand what God is doing. No, we don't. You know, those ways are mysterious to us. Um, that's what it pretty well from the. Well, I don't know, man. That's, that's, I, I'm not really sure that it's about free will. Um, I know it's about willingness for me. Yeah. I'm talking about it personally. I know, I mean, and, and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna illustrate this with an example from my own life that if it was up to me and my free will, I would be a very different person today that probably would not be here yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Um, but my willingness to, to be a better person, you know, you know, led me to some places where I get, where I get to live the kind of life that I never, that I don't deserve. And I never thought I could have. Right. Right. Um, so it's, it, it, the, the, you know, I talk about it now just, just, you know, brings all of that back to me about how, how personal I took the mist, you know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, all of our TED talk. <laughs> That's right. Well, Constance, how do you feel? Uh, how does it, how do you um, feel about it pertaining to the Bible? Right there with Michael. But um, <laughs> the one that always sticks out to me is one of my favorite quotes from a movie that I watch like a lot just because I love the genre of the movies, but it's from The Dark Knight. 
with the plus Joker. And it's a scene scene where Two-Face has just been, he's not Two-Face yet, but Harvey Dent. Yeah, um, yeah, Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah. Well, Harvey Dent basically is in the hospital, and Joker has like met up with him, and basically he was like, "Oh, well, you're a steamer. You're in here because of it." And he basically goes on for a little bit talking about you know plans and stuff, and he basically goes off and says, "You know what I noticed? No one panics when things go according to plan, even when the plan is horrifying." If tomorrow I told you the press, like a gangbanger, would get shot, or a truckload of soldiers would be blown up, no one panics because it's all part of the plan. Now when I say that one mayor will die, then everyone loses their mind. Uh And if you think about it in that context, words may not seem more, may not seem like a powerful thing, but they really are. They you can, can say one little thing, and it can explode into the biggest war or the yeah, biggest that's true. of your life. Yes, indeed. And in the Bible, you do notice that there are certain parts of the Bible that talk about choosing actions wisely. Be careful mm-hmm. before you speak. Being careful before of, on what you preach, on what you say, because right. those words actually change something oh, yeah. into a horrifying yeah. event. Yeah. And if you look inside, if you look during the entire time they were in that grocery store, and she was, even though, yes, she was right about most of everything she was doing and saying, she was conveying it in a way where she was trying, it was like promoting fear rather than hope. And Yes, right. That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, because you always want to have that hope, you know. Yeah. She, she was. Yes, she was. Yeah. And see, that's why I liked Amanda because Amanda's words were of wisdom and trying to lift people up and trying to get people to calm down to a peaceful state. Right. Where they right. could think logically. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know if this sounds like really like freaked up or what, but I, every time I thought of, of those two characters, I could think of like somebody standing in a grocery store and you had our, you had Miss Carmichael right there and then had Amanda on your shoulder. So it's like an angel and double situation. Oh, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's actually pretty good, Constance. <laughs> well, well, m- I, I, have to, I have to tell you guys that um, doing this, doing these podcasts with y'all is like one of my favorite things to do in the world. You guys always, my mind always gets blown. By Thank you. You're the same way, Michael. You're on. You know, yes. I don't understand how people when people say it's like oh horror movies are about being scared. I, I don't think that's the case at all. No, I, think I don't think so either. Yeah. I think it's about knowledge and knowing things and you know and, and using your wisdom. Come on. That's right. Right. Use because wisdom says, with most of these know, movies. Rationale. Yeah. I yeah. No, you got you, you gotta keep your wits about you. 
<laughs> there you go. Yes. So true. Uh, now, Miss Ingrid, how does it pertain to the Bible in your opinion? Well, I have one verse that I wrote down, and it's from Revelations. Um, what is it? Revelations 15, I think it is. Um, uh, the Old Testament. Um, not in the flame, but mist. Based on faith, if walk amongst the world, God's free will. Okay, so I know you didn't like the lady that left her kids at home, you know, mm -hmm. but she just, she she worried about her kids, and, and, and she hadn't left them by themselves, if that problem hadn't happened. With Arrowhead, you know, she wouldn't have been in that position to ask people to help her out. Right. But, you know, when you got kids, you know, your mind is is, is, is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're worried. You're, you're, you're speaking to a. A, a kind of overprotective parent. So right. I understand. And you don't know what's going on if they're not, you know, especially if you're not home, even though you may be a few blocks away from your house, you know, you still don't know what's going on. And I think she lived rather close to the store because she was one of the survivors. Yeah, that's true. And I do appreciate that too. I do appreciate how um uh, how they kind of uh went there because it was like she had enough faith to go out there even though those creatures were out yeah. there. That's right. You know, so I do she appreciate that. I just didn't understand why she would leave them alone in the first place. Right. That's what that's I was saying. Young. Yes, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to go even deeper. And my last question to you all is, um, do you think the myth has any similarities with what's been going on, you know, for the past couple of years? Uh, okay. And um, uh, uh, Michael, I have to go to you first. Uh, how? What's your opinion on this? Um, do you think that it has any similarities at all? You know what's been going I, I, on. I, I I believe that there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know. On, now on, keep on, in mind. On a couple of levels. Keep in mind, you know, this was made in 2007. Say that again. I said, keep in mind, this was made back in 2007. So <laughs> yeah, but but uh, you know Stephen King and Frank they're uh, you know they they really I think they did an excellent job of um you know showing us the ugly side of humanity and yeah. I think I, I think more than anything um we've we've had a lot we've gone we've been going through a period where in this country where we've we've kind of been bathing in um our our rottennesses of of people and yes. that happened. You know, not just like on the individual level, of like the the guys I see walking around Walmart with big guns on their hips just because they can do that because we live in Georgia. And, you know, to to all the way up to the people that are, you know, we're supposed to, you know, we're, they're supposed to trust that we're supposed to trust them to to help us, you know, to lead our country for us. Right. And, and they're, 
you know, and they're bad mouthing each other, and they're 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 they're, right. getting, uh, they're they're making it very difficult for things to happen that that that, that would benefit all of us. All right. Um, you know, I mean, I yeah, I could just I could go and oh, hey, in COVID, we've got our own. You know, we have our own plague now, and and the, you know, the really dangerous, the really frightening thing about that is that um, you know, so there's so much opposition. To you know, basic middle school health class precautions. You know, mm-hmm. that, I, mean, I, learned, I learned all of this stuff when I was in seventh and eighth grade, so I wouldn't get sick. Right. right. And you know, now people are like, you know, nobody's going to tell me I have to wash my hands, and you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and and I and you see a lot of that in the midst. You see a lot of that 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 pride, that ego, yes. that, that, that 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 willingness to. to to pers- persevere at no matter what the cost. Um, right. And I just want to go back to, to something that, that Ingrid was just saying to, uh, more about um, the, the woman that left the kid, the, that went back to her kids. Yeah. She is the only example in this movie that I can think of of somebody who behaved in a non-selfish way. Yes, right. that's true. Exactly. That's very true. That's very yeah. true. Exactly. And, 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 and I think that that's also analogous that, um, you know, we, we, we miss that when somebody is, is, is behaving. It's really easy to miss somebody that's, that's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause the truth is, is I, you know, I, I, I believe in everyday angels. I, I, I believe that there, that there are people around me that are, that are doing things that, um, that are wonderful and beautiful and, and helpful. Oh, absolutely. And it's hard to keep track of that. It's hard to remember that. Yeah, it is. That's what I thought. It is. It is. It is. Well, uh, it really is. Miss Ingrid, what do you think? Uh, uh, do you think the mist has any similarities with what's been going on in the past couple of years? People cannot have a decent conversation on anything that they disagree about. There is no yes talking. There's not no. There is no patience or tolerance. There's only backlash and 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 bad mouthing. All the spoiled brat and you know. Uh, I want to say contradictory things going on, you know, in the world, you know, and, and it's 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 not good. And our kids, and I worry about our kids. Yes, yes. And can I tell you? Can I say this? Mm-hmm. Can I say this? It's coming from other Christians. Yeah, it's coming from the atheists too. You know, the atheists. You know, they. Um, but see. I, I don't I don't count the atheists because atheists they don't believe in Jesus Christ right they don't believe in all that you know and what we believe in and what other Christians they believe, believe in science uh, well it, well and I, you know that's neither here nor there because I believe in science I believe in science I'm a Christian and I believe in science because God created science He created everything so. Right. So of but course I believe Charles in science. Darwin, the Charles Darwin theory. I, you know? I, I believe in science. I, I I'm not going to say I believe in Charles Darwin, but I do believe in science because he made science. 
he is the right. he is the as a matter of fact he's the ultimate scientist he created the heavens he created the earth he created the stars he created the moon he created this universe so how is it that christians don't believe in science right how is that possible so with that being said you know I, when you get around like self-righteous Christians, especially kind of like this is comedy, kind of like, because I really believe that Miss comedy was really self-righteous. She did not know that she herself was sinning, even especially when she said that little remark to Amanda. When she was like, yeah, when she said, you know, oh, the next time I need a friend like you, I'll just blah, blah, blah. That right there was a sin. That right there was a sin. She badmouthed Amanda without even knowing her. That was a sin that was very sinful, and she was self-righteous. So so that's my my take on it. (laughs) You know, I, 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 yeah. I, I do not like self-righteous, stiff-necked Christians. No, I really no. just, I cannot stand them. She, I cannot stand it. Throw she the first darn stone. stone. Yes, ma'am. And that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> oh, Castens, how about you, hon? How, how do you feel like that it pertains, if it pertains to what's been going on the last couple of years? Yeah, just like what Miss Ingrid was just saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like further that, it's not just the conversation. It's how people live. If you realize today, yeah, people will point, people will point fingers. I'm a good example. I'm a goth. Okay, I was I'm oh, around in trip pants and. Liar. I like all that stuff. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And my kind of get up is like vampiric looking clothes. I mm-hmm. like looking like a style vampiric type of person. And it's like if people don't understand why you dress that way, they fear you. They don't know oh, why yeah. you dress that way. And they start prejudging you. It's not just gossip. Every lifestyle. No. Mm-hmm. You yes, start like you can't it's like people can't accept who they are and if they are too ashamed of who they are they will start playing the role of as i like to call normal they will start following everyone else just so they don't get judged and it's that peer pressure yeah and that's where it falls short nowadays i think people don't realize that those people who are brave enough to go out there and be who they are and dress the way they do and act the way they do and own up to who they are. That's right. We're the ones that we don't care what you say or do to us. We, we could care less how cruel you be to us because at the end of the day, we walk off, you're the one looking at the mirror at yourself wondering what's wrong with you. Right. So, right. 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 Like I said, it's not all conversation, it's lifestyle, it's how people perceive each other nowadays, and it's got to a vocal point where people start 
fearing things that they cannot understand. It's kind of like this pandemic going on right now. How many people are so afraid to get vaccinations because of all this propaganda going around saying, oh, well, it'll make you sick, but it'll kill you, it'll do this. I can honestly say I've had both vaccinations. I am still here. I'm still alive. Right. Same here. I'm fully vaccinated. I can't. I carry an EpiPen. I'm, a, I'm, I'm yeah. allergic to so many medications. It's right, not, you can't I'm get it. Not dying yeah. for nobody. Right, I know that's right, Miss Ingrid. Yeah, you can't get it for sure. I'm not doing it. And see, that's where I'm respectful of. If someone has right, a, right, same here. two choices here you either choose to get the shot or you don't and if you don't uh choose to get it that is i I love you i don't love you any less you know i love you i love you just the same as i loved you before you know but then you know you have those who are just like uh uh uh, oh you're stupid for not getting the shot or you're stupid for getting the shot you can't win either way, it seems. So, ain't that the truth? You know, at the end of the day, I think the world would be in a better situation if we could all just respect the fact that we all have our own ways of doing how we live. Exactly. And that's kind of like... I kind of feel like that on the mist, too. I, You know... They, you know, Mrs. Comedy, you know, she's judging and and mm-hmm. and all that and saying, oh, you guys better do this or this is going to happen or, you know, that. And, and there was no, um, and I think, Constance, you said it, there was no love coming from her. There was no hope coming from her at all. And And that's exactly what we need, especially right now. We need hope. We need love. We need uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, affirmation. You know, I mean, yeah, we do need, I mean, we do need to know about God's wrath, too. I'm not saying that because we do need to know that he is a a very wrathful God, too. Because if if you don't obey him, if we don't, if we're walking in, if we're walking in disobedience, if we're walking in rebellion, then yes, we do. We're going to feel that wrath of God. But that's not because he doesn't love us. It's because we're not walking in his way. He does have statues that us as Christians do have to follow. But however, in saying that, in saying that, that's where Jesus came in, which is his son, his son. You know, the, the scripture says he gave his only begotten son for our yeah. sins. Can I, can I just throw something out? 
Sure. When um, this is this is um, you know we we all agree that um the, the you know the world needs more needs to show more compassion to other people it needs to show more respect to other people it needs to show more empathy and love to other people. Right. Um, one of one of the things that I've realized is that um you can't give what give away something that you don't have. And, and I think that that's a real tragedy of, of, of modern times is that, um, you know, while, while we complain about how everybody has lost touch with each other, I think we also both forget that, that a lot of people have lost touch with themselves. That's right. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, I, um, and that, that's one of the things that I always have to remember when, I'm, when, I'm, when I come across people that are different than I am. Um, and, you know, and, and Constance, I really appreciated your example earlier because I, you know, I, this, this may sound hard to believe, but people have always thought I was a little weird. Oh, I was always uh, weird. Too. I was the weird one too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, and I, I, you know, of course I'm, a, a lot, I, I have to, sometimes I, I, I remember, you know, that I'm, you know, that the person is only going through life with the tools that they have. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily doing something to me personally, although it feels like they are. It's they're, they're living the best life that they know how. And, and, and that's the thing that, that, that makes me sad, um, you know, is that um, is those, that time when those, like I said earlier, those times when I was the one that was, that I was Jim. That I was the one that was that was hateful and distrustful and, and cowardly. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I also feel like it's important to own that. Um, you know, to, to, to be aware that, you know, that was a that was a point in my life that that I'm that that I, I put behind me. Right. And, and I'm trying to keep it behind me. You can't self aware is what happened. Yes. Amen, Michael. Right. I like my life now much better. Uh, there you go. And, and, and I love you, Michael. I love you, Michael. I just have to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. You, you, you know, I love you, Latrice. I always, I always talk about this about how, how much. I enjoy being in these podcasts and how much your your friendship that has come together. You know, we came together through our love of horror movies. Is so yes, has meant to me. How much I respect you. Yes, yeah. sir. You know, that's, that's the thing I've come to love too. It's like people I've never met before. I found this like said closeness. So all of you guys on the podcast, you guys aren't friends. You're family to me now. Even yes. Michael. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> I don't even care how odd everyone is. Right. I always say embrace your oddness. Let it flow and, and let people know just how weird you are. Because if they don't like it, then they can just move on. Like, honestly. I know that's yeah. right. I'm so glad you guys love me, even though I preach a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Latrice, you, you may preach a lot, but you also listen and you let Ingrid yeah. preach. 
let Connie preach and you let me preach and all the other people I've been on the broadcast with, you've never said, oh, wait, you can't say that on my show. Right. And I never will. I I never will. Well, guys. I got to get up early tomorrow because I'm I'm probably going to die. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. I hopefully you won't. Hopefully you get to see your um, grandchild tomorrow and your son just come to visit you. Anyway, I love you guys. I love this. Yes, yes. I, I was just about to um, go on to the fun, five fun facts, but Michael, you have a great night. Okay, I, I am so glad glad that you were able to join our discussion. So glad. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Uh, love you too. All right. Love you, hon. You have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, yes, I have five fun facts, Ingrid and Constance. Um, the first fun fact is Stephen King says that he was genuinely frightened by this adaption of his novella. Freak the, they're about to describe that as the happiest moment of his life. <laughs> Wow. Uh, my second fun fact is this movie was shot in 37 days. You wouldn't know that. I- I'm sorry. You, the, the, With how long this movie is and how precise every, it is like a very precise, detailed movie. You wouldn't think that this was shot in just 37 days. Right. Uh. My fun fact number three is when Marsha Gay Harden received the script, she was resistant at first, having never done a horror film. But she apparently called Andre Brower to talk about it. And Andre Brower um, plays Norton. Uh, she, she called him to talk about it. And he encouraged her to take the role, saying to view it as an actor's piece and not just a monster movie. Which is really good because I mean they did do it was to, to me it was a lot more drama than it was horror. Yeah. Um, my fun fact number four is during an action scene in the film, a man runs into a wire rotating bookshelf in the grocery store. If you look carefully, you can clearly see that all the books on the shelf are written by Stephen King. Yeah. And I love Easter eggs. I do too. I love Easter eggs, girl. <laughs> um, my uh, last fun fact is Stephen King got the idea for the source novel when he was in Maine Market. When he noticed the front window was made of plate glass, he wondered what would happen if insects flew into it. <laughs> He always has, his mind is just geared that way. You know? Yes. He, he's just blessed with horror. You know? Just coming up with an idea and it just goes off with it. I mean, Cujo, the Tommy Knockers. Hey, the stand. That, I mean, <laughs> All the books he's uh, what is it? Uh, written reparations, record, something like that. Yeah, what it was Ron Perlman played it out. What I can't. Oh, uh, desperation. 
Yeah, desperation. Um, that one was good just, too. His mind is just one of my favorite books. Genius. One of my favorite books has not been turned into a movie, and gosh darn it, I'm so mad about it. They were they were going to make it into a movie, but they haven't yet. Not that I know of. Um, which which one? From a Buick Eight. I love that book. It's called From a Buick 8. It's by Stephen King. If you guys have not read it, listeners, if you haven't read it, buy it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That book is so I've, good. I've got a lot of catching up on his books anyway. Well, yeah. it was written like uh, it, it might have been the early 2000s, around 2001 or 2002, somewhere in there. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, a, uh, it's a good read. Uh, and I've not, I've, um, to tell you the truth, I've not really read all of Stephen King's books either. Like, I, I haven't read Cujo. I I have read it, but I haven't, I haven't read it in such a long time that I might as well have not have read it at all because it's been that long. Those were books. I didn't know those were books. Well, I well wait a minute. What because one of them is I did know that one of them was a short story, and I think it was the Langoliers. The Langoliers is a short story, but I didn't know the Tommyknockers was a book. And I think what Monkey Paul was part of this short story book. Yeah, that was on a night shift. Yeah, night shift book. And Grandma, when uh uh when the little boy. Had uh, had the witch for a grandma. That was a short story, yeah. and I want to say that was in Night Shift too. But see, me, I, I love Stephen King's short stories more than I like his novels. His novels seem to drag on for me, and it's like I, I and, and I appreciate that he likes to, you know, uh, be detailed about his characters. I understand that, and I, I you know, but. You know me and slow burns. They don't mix. Yeah. I hate slow burns anything. Slow I hate slow burn movies yeah. and I hate, listen, especially if I'm reading, please catch my attention right away. Otherwise, I'm going right to fall away. asleep. You know, so, right so yeah, so yeah, so. Well, now we'll move on to the cast and crew that has passed on. And, um, uh, I only have three names here. So, uh, Stephen E. Williams, he was a group member and he was uncredited. He died on March 13th, 2009. Wow. Uh, Be- Betty Hamnick, she was the hairstylist for the mix. She died on August 19th of this year at the age of 74. And Bernie Wrightson, he was the creature design artist. He died on March 18th, 2017, and he was 68 years old. Wow. Uh, and wow. we would move on to um, the groupers' reaction, but <laughs> admittedly, I forgot to write down the groupers' reaction question today. So and and it's fitting because I think I forgot to do it the last time too. 
<laughs> so it's fitting that I forgot again. But uh, but yeah. But uh, but I will have a gross reaction for Friday though, which um, we will be discussing Annabelle creation, and I have part of that cast right here. <laughs> Miss Ingrid and Constance will be with me again on Friday, uh, along with Kelly Dunsmore. And um, uh, well, guys, it has been a pleasure. I'm so glad that you guys agreed to do this again. Uh, because uh, we, like I said, this was going to be the first episode of season sixteen, but and we did it too, right, y'all? We did it. We we discussed everything. Everything we did, we discussed tonight. We discussed on that day, but um, it got erased. So, uh, but uh, I, but I'm so glad you guys were able to. Uh, I'm, Michael as well um, in this absence now. Uh, I, I'm so glad that he was able to stay for as long as he did. Um, but um, but yeah, um, and lis- listeners, um, if you guys have not joined Horror Movie Warriors, the group on Facebook, please do. We love welcoming new uh, members. As a matter of fact, Connie and Ingrid are a part of my Ingrid. Uh, my oh my goodness, I was about to say part of my Ingrid. <laughs> oh, getting tongue tied here. It is time to go to bed. It is nine twenty four after all. Uh, but <laughs> but yes, uh, Constance and Ingrid are a part of my admins team. <laughs> So, uh, we we would love to have you on the group page. Um, also, you know what I I've noticed this season. I have been neglecting to give you all my email address, just in case you guys want to ask me any questions, just in case you guys have any comments or any you know if you guys want to even be on the podcast and you guys want to know how to be on the podcast. You you guys can email me at carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. Again, that's carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. Ladies, it's been a pleasure. And until Friday night, when we talk about Annabelle creation, this has been Latrice Carter, Ingrid Hubert, and Constance Goodrich. And we will see you guys later. Bye-bye, guys.